Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Friday, September 29th, the last day of the month, Ed, but the rally fizzled on government shutdown fears. Yeah, it wasn't really a powerful rally to start, and it really didn't end too well today. I want to take a look at a couple stocks that sort of fizzled out with the market, Arista Networks and Meta Platforms, and one that did relatively well, Zscaler. Okay. Well, we'll take a look at those three stocks, but first let's analyze the major indexes, the NASDAQ, the fizzle pretty apparent here, and some resistance at that short-term 10-day moving average with the NASDAQ closing up just one-tenth of a percent today, but it was a mixed market on the downside. The S&P 500 down three-tenths of a percent, while the Dow and the Russell off a half a percent each. We still are on day three of a rally attempt here, but clearly don't have that confirmation signal just yet that significant institutional buying has come back into the market. Yeah, I mean, the market we on Wednesday, it found some support. The NASDAQ had undercut the August lows joining other indexes. Uh, it had undercut the 13,000 level briefly and then, and then rose. But look, the gains were never that great. I mean, it was only on Friday morning when we sort of got to the highs today, it was like starting to say, hey, we're starting to gain momentum. Hey, some stocks are starting to really flash some buy signals, but that almost immediately faded. And so while we did close, you know, you know, positive, it was on the NASDAQ and, you know, at, at, and down on the other indexes, it was not a great sign. Barely rose on the uh, NASDAQ, down, I think, on the Dow and S&P 500. So, you know, yeah, this rally attempt could still work. Not every rally attempt that works starts out great, but it was disappointing. I think we're looking ahead to say the government shutdown. That's almost certainly going to happen on Sunday. I mean, I don't know how the market's going to react to it. It probably isn't great. And that could be something that hangs over the market for a little while. So that's that's definitely a risk factor. Uh, so we haven't, bottom line is like, you know, while the rally attempt is still going, we still know if this is just a short-lived balance that we just end up falling further, falling to new lows uh, in the near okay. future. Right. And we are turning the page to the month of October, which historically is a good month in terms of follow through days. But we'll have to see if we get that, which Monday would be the first opportunity for that to potentially qualify because it happens at the earliest on day four of a rally attempt. But what we're looking for, Ed, is that signal of institutional buying. And what is that? mean it means a notable gain of at least 1.2%, 1.25% on one of the uh, major indexes accompanied by volume heavier than the prior session, not necessarily heavier than average volume, but heavier than the prior session. Uh, so we'll have to see how that unfolds. Again, uh, Monday could be the earliest, but with these other factors kind of overhanging the market that uh, is yet to be seen when when we might get that signal. Yeah, and we also have a lot of follow-through days in October. That's probably because we often hit lows in October. I mean, so it's not just there's that best of time, worst of times. So if the NASDAQ falls to 12,500, falls to the 200-day line and then bottoms, right? you know, but like, but you won't know. It's like if you're buying now in anticipation of an October rally, that would still be pretty painful and you might get shaken out uh, with some pretty sharp losses. So you know, maybe we'll get a follow through day at some point and maybe and, and hopefully one that works. But uh, yeah, we, we're right. not there yet. Yeah. The last one uh, on 829, that one did not work, which is another reason why it's good to just dip your toe in the water when if and when that signal happens rather than, uh, you know, push all your chips to the 
middle of the table, Ed. That's right. All right. Well, something else that has been an issue for the equity market, that is the 10-year yield. Here's a look at it on the weekly. So up again. So continuing to hit historic levels, backed off a little bit from its highest levels intra-week. But if you see this coming off of its lows, you know, you have that inverse relationship. The market opens strong. This opens weak. You know, we see the, the yields erase some of the losses, equities. Of course, also the government shutdown fears. But it seems like this is another factor, not that they're in lockstep, but this is an overhang here. It, it definitely is. And it does show, yeah, yeah, we're off. We came off the highs, but it was still another big week. We never even came down to the 10-day line at the lowest again. Uh, so, I mean, that's a huge uptrend, really, I mean, for the past several weeks. And, and honestly, you know, yeah, all through there, there's really strong gains. It's really hard to uh, to deal with that. And yeah, and uh, when that ends, we don't know. Uh, hasn't ended yet. Well, uh, let's just briefly take a look at the other major indexes here. Similar issues uh, for them in the rally attempt. The S&P didn't even get to its 10-day moving average. The Dow looking a little bit different here, losing support at the 200-day line this week and hitting resistance there on Friday. And here's a look at the Russell 2000, which tracks small caps, clearly still very damaged here and hitting resistance at 1800 today. We also want to take a look at some sector action. So here's a look at XLE, which tracks energy off today by about 2%, but still, if you take a step back, in an uptrend here, Ed. Yeah, oil prices came off their highs. They were quite a bit late in the week. So still one of the stronger sectors. But this is, again, if oil prices come down, I mean, this sector is going to come down. I just want to make one point about the Dow. It sure. hit a new closing low for like three or four months. I mean, so it didn't undercut the Wednesday's lows, but that's still the worst close in basically four months. So, you know, not much of a rally there. Mm hmm. And we want to take a look at the action for chip stocks this week, trying to find a bottom like the NASDAQ undercut its lows from mid-August, trying to turn around, but a little bit of resistance here at the 21-day line. For the week, though, breaking a three-week losing streak and up about 2.1%. Yeah, so that was nice. And NVIDIA bounced off of lows. Uh, so there's some positives out there. Just uh, that obviously needs, I mean, the good stuff needs the market to get better too. That's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. So are you saying the same could be said for IGV then, Ed? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same thing here. Yeah. So the IGV tech software ETF reversing uh, fractionally higher on the week coming up against potential resistance at those moving averages there. Let's take a look at Arista Networks. This is ANET reversing lower on the day. So fizzling along with the broad market, but a pretty orderly pullback to some key levels and trying to get some momentum to the upside. Yeah, you could have argued at Friday's gain, it was getting above the 21 day line. And you could say there was a downtrend, you know, okay, here we go. And there's a lot of stocks like this. I mean, honestly, there wasn't much special. I could have picked a whole bunch of them like this today. Uh, so this one, it could still work. It didn't break through the 50 day line. You know, it's not nothing terrible. It could form a new base. But uh, I mean, on the positive, it did, you know, went underneath the 50 day line, but came back up during the week. 
Uh, the volume was a little bit higher for the week. And on some of the positive days, it was still low volume, but it was at least it was better than the prior week. I mean, I'm just sort of sort of scratching around. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Arista is not a volume, a poster child for volume. I and mean, at least Wednesday's gain, which, uh, you know, that that had some decent volume, the best gain in a little while. Uh, but, you know, we just need the market to get better. And I just think that these are the kind of days that it really strikes home. It's like nobody notices the market when the when your stock is going up 5%. And, yeah, the market had a big day. But it's like it was very clear that so many stocks were moving up with the market and then came down with the market. Uh, yeah. And so this one is one to watch. But it, it, it just needs the market to, you know, to be on an upward trend. It does. And same for Meta, which I think arguably is the best looking Magnificent 7 stock right now, but it reversing lower today as well. Clearly this 300 level, a lot of trading action happening at that psychological round number. So we want to see it get a little bit of momentum from there, but also this 312 area seems like the next resistance level to the upside, which it got pretty close to today. Yeah, I think that's what it was basically a handle until Wednesday, but Wednesday was somewhat constructive. And in fact, you yeah. could argue that was when the market rally started, when it when the meta bounced off its lows. That was pretty much seemed to be when the market said, okay, we're bottoming. So this is a really important stock. It may not be as important as NVIDIA, but boy, it's way up there. Uh, and so it is the best looking of the magnificent stuff right now. Not, you know, if it goes up, you know, we could easily just blow through this tomorrow on Monday or Tuesday. And, you know, it's look how that tight action has been tight, tight, tight for week after week. When you consider all the volatility, the relative strength line is moving up. So a lot of positives uh, just, just need a little bit of, just need a little bit of help. But just like a parent, just pushing a little bit on that little kid trying to get the momentum, you know, on the yeah. bike is like uh, not quite there yet. Yeah. So is this a chicken and the egg situation uh, for Meta here? Is Meta going to help fuel the market or is the market going to fuel Meta? <laughs> I, yes, it's a chicken and egg situation. I don't know which one is which. <laughs> All right. Let's now take a look at Zscaler held up great today for the week up 2.6%. Uh, a lot of that came from today up 3.1%. So bouncing off of the 50-day line, had that 150 level. But to me, it still seems like it's stuck in a trading range, Ed. Yeah, there's a few things. That's one of the issues here. Well, one is that, you know, if this was a good day, we'd be saying, well, it came well off its highs. We wouldn't be looking at a butt. 3% gain and its true range definitely held a good chunk of its gains when a lot of other stocks gave up a lot. So definitely nice action above average volume, uh, breaking a trend line. The only problem with your right, I see that there's no real clear pattern. You'd want to get above, say, this 162, 164 area. But at that point, then you might be getting pretty high versus the 50-day line. So do you want to buy it at the top of this range or when it gets above? It's, it's, so it makes it a little tricky even here. Uh, this is a place where you could have thought you could enter. Right. I think as the market day went on, you might have said, well, maybe I don't want to get into this right now, mm -hmm. even though things were, even though this held up well. Right. Uh, it just shows you even when the best looking stocks are like, boy, you know, I'm not sure if I want to get in. But this is a strong sector. Uh, it has, you know, its, it's earnings estimates are coming up. I know the, the group is 60, but there were some other names in this that were seen to be coming up in the last a uh, few days as well. So definitely one to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And volume coming into the stock as well after an orderly pullback. So definitely could see why this would be appealing to traders today uh, as a potentially actionable name, Ed. 
And let's circle back and get your thoughts on the market. What should we do to plan for the week ahead? I think clearly we need to be focusing on those stocks that have been holding up. Maybe they aren't actionable today, but we want to focus on stocks, I think, that are showing that relative strength in the face of an uncertain market at this point. Yeah, relative strength is what you're going to be looking for. Some some names will be very close to buy points. Others may be building their way up, you know, as they're coming up. And just so pay attention to them. I, you might have a narrow list of stocks that are close to buy areas and then a broader list of stocks that are doing relatively well. Sort of like how we were with IBD Live with the ready and watch list. Uh, and and then after that, you know, have patience. You know, uh, you don't need to be there in the first uptick. This market hasn't proven anything. It just hasn't done it yet. Maybe it'll turn out. It just hasn't. Uh, if this rally is for real and it lasts for several weeks or months, you will have opportunities to get into stocks pretty quickly after a follow through day. And if this market falters, you'll be pretty happy you didn't do a whole lot, uh, you know, during mm -hmm. this stretch. So I just I just wait to see if something if we just get a little bit more right. uh, strength and conviction uh, before before putting a lot of money in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think mindset is key right now because you're totally right, Ed. We don't want to jump the gun here. We need to have that patience, but we also don't want to be complacent either. Oh, well, you know, the market isn't doing good. We've got all these issues, whether it's interest rates or the government shutdown. I mean, there's so many reasons out there to be bearish, but it, it's it's why mindset, we've got to stay sharp. I think. And so there, there's like a, a delicate balance there of being ready, but not being too eager. That's exactly right. Have to be flexible. And uh, I reminded of, I think it was the 2003, uh, you know, bull market started, I think, as we the guns started blazing in the Iraq war. You wouldn't think, oh, war's happening. Great. Let's let's have a rally. So you don't know. You can look at it and say, boy, that could be a bad news. But you just have to just wait and don't try to don't try to guess where the market's going to be. Interpret it. Just be ready. Be ready and flexible. And uh, that's the best way to, to go into next week. Yeah. And we have our levels to watch on the upside and the downside that can help further shape how we want to be positioned in this market. And so when those levels get triggered, we will be ready to act uh, how we need to respond uh, appropriately to that. Thank you so much, Ed. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back with more on IBD Live Monday morning. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live, for all the details on that. We will see you there. Hope everyone has a great weekend. See you Monday. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.